power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Today I want to preach to you about something I deem very, very important in the life of the church and in our lives as individuals. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you on the subject when God's people pray. When God's people pray. Somebody say, when God's people pray. When God's people pray. When God's people pray. Now, I believe prayer is the single most important thing in church. Hallelujah. The single most important thing in church is prayer. Unfortunately, a lot of us as believers haven't caught this revelation. We haven't caught this understanding that at the center of everything we do, there must be prayer. And when I talk about prayer, prayer also includes worship it also includes praise hallelujah so when i'm talking in the context of prayer don't just see it as you standing there and making declarations and spearing people and spearing evil spirits that's not the only thing we can consider prayer it is an important part of prayer but worship is also prayer because in worship you communicate with god in praise you communicate with god in prayer what we know traditionally as prayer we also communicate with god it is the single most important thing when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to church. Hallelujah. You see, the word, the Greek word for church, which I've taught you as ecclesia, it means a called out assembly. In the actual Greek, when they talked about ecclesia or a called out assembly, they were actually referring to something like you see, even in politics, we, we talk about local assembly. Alright? There, there are people who take decisions. Parliament is an assembly. A senate is an assembly. So that assembly that they are talking about actually has a connotation for a decision-making body and a legislative body. Hallelujah. What it means is that when children of God gather, we gather to make declarations we gather to establish laws we gather to permit things we gather to decide that this thing is prohibited that is church that is the ecclesia hallelujah and we don't do that through what we are doing right now which is the preaching of the word actually the preaching of the word is supposed to empower us so that our prayers will be more effective hallelujah when you are rich in the word and you are rich in revelation your prayer is more effective so all that we are equipped with at the end of the day it is supposed to enrich our prayer life it's supposed to make our prayers more powerful it's supposed to make our prayers more 
poignant. Hallelujah. And that is why Jesus said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. He didn't say it shall be a house of preaching. He didn't say it to be a house for self games. Hallelujah. Even though it is good. It's not a house for tag of war. It's not a house for sack race. It's not a house for lime and spoon race. It's not a house for eating rice together and eating banku together and making table of men. Hallelujah. Those things are nice additions and nice ingredients we have added to it. But Jesus stated categorically that my house shall be a house of prayer. If I ask how many people were here for opening prayer, I was sitting in my car and I was doing final touches to mine. What do you call it? And I knew there wouldn't be a lot of people here. You see, when something is going on here and the place has people, the sound that comes out is different. When you're outside, you can gauge. It's just like how you can take a milk thing and when you hit the outside, king, king, you can tell whether there is something inside or it's empty. It's the same thing. When you are outside, the kind of sound that comes can tell you that this place is empty. And that was the kind of sound that was coming out when I was out there. Hallelujah. But Jesus has said that my house shall be a house of prayer. And so when we are coming to church, we should even be in a hurry to catch the prayer time. Because Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer. I pray that repentance shall be your portion from today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I've always told you that I measure the strength of a church by the prayer meeting. One man of God said, Sunday shows the popularity of the preacher. The prayer meeting shows how popular God is in the church. And for me, that is the proper slide rule that we use hot or cold or how ready we are as a church for the assignment that God has placed upon us it is the attendance at the prayer meeting thank God things are improving hallelujah and we are even going to get to a higher level in Jesus name that is what determines how serious we are as a church the day we went to Kuvuki when I entered the place and I saw the way we had taken over the place, I was like, God, if people will come for prayer meeting like this, Satan will run out of town. But we, we are eager about all sorts of things, all kinds of things. I'm not saying those things are not important. They are. But you see, the real substance is there and the shadows are there. There's one school whose anthem says grab the substance and leave the shadows. We are grabbing the shadow. And the thing about shadows is that you can never grab the shadow. Have you been able to take hold of a shadow before? Some of these additions are just shadows. They, they are just embellishments. The real thing is there. And I pray that today God will open your eyes to the revelation of how important prayer is in your life as an individual and in the life of the church. told you at Friday's hour of travel that the church was birthed at a prayer meeting. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were gathered, they were praying that was the day the church was born and anything that is birthed
Apart from prayer must be sustained by prayer. The breakthroughs God gives you in your life that came as a result of prayer, that came as a result of fasting, must be sustained by prayer. That is why prayer in the life of a believer is not supposed to be a seasonal thing. That is why prayer in the life of a believer is not supposed to be a once in a while thing. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Offer prayers continually. Prayer shouldn't be like, oh, today I prayed, so tomorrow I'm taking a break, so that the next day I can resume. Prayer, as I say, is like an important, essential vitamin that you must take on a daily basis. It's not a dilemma that you take once in three months. of us have made prayer like that and in fact prayer has become like the go-to thing whenever we need God to do something in our lives when exams are coming that's when people remember that there is a God you go to students prayer meetings close to exam you're like hey all these people are in this class all these people knew that there was and those people even pray more fervently during that time than those who have been coming for the prayer meeting all the time. It's like they are trying to tear their car, the, the prayers that they didn't pray. So they are putting every fiber of their being into it. When the final year medical students were going to write their exam, I was shocked at people who stopped me in the middle of the road. Man of God, please lay hands on me and pray. These are people I don't even remember seeing them in any Christian gathering before. But their faith has come. Their belief in God has come. And these people, I can bet my last person that when they get their results and they pass, they'll just put God somewhere. I see somebody saying, God, 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 you can't fool God. You cannot fool God. You cannot fool God. I want us to move away from the mentality where we see God only when there is a need in our lives. what will sustain your life there are some of you the only thing you have to hold on is prayer when you look to your left you don't see anybody when you look on your right you don't see anybody when you look in front of you and behind you there is nobody the only thing you have that can transform your life and put you somewhere is prayer it's prayer because prayer can change things prayer can change destinies Prayer can change people's lives. Prayer can change churches. Prayer can change nations. This world we are in is not an easy place to be. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. That means God never promised us a trouble-free life when you become righteous when, when you receive Christ he said many are the afflictions of the righteous but thank God he continues to say but the Lord delivers him from them all but the deliverance just doesn't come on a silver platter when there are afflictions and you just sit down when there are troubles and you just sit down when Satan is pursuing you and you just sit down James 5.13 the Bible says is any afflicted amongst you let him pray he didn't say is any afflicted amongst you let him complain he didn't say is any afflicted amongst you let him go talking about the problem he didn't say is any afflicted amongst you let him curse god let him start accusing god he said is any afflicted amongst you let him pray it is on your knees that you win that battle it is on your knees that the tide can change
on your knees that the situation that is already upside down shall be turned upside down once again for it now to become the right side up it is in the place of prayer it's in the place of prayer for some of you too many things are upside down in your life where you are supposed to be is not where you are serious prophecies have been prophesied over your life let me tell you something the fact that something has been said that will happen in your life it doesn't mean if you sit down and you sleep it's going to happen the devil's number one aim right from the garden of Eden was to put doubts in the minds of God's people about what God has said that's why when he went to Eve first thing was did God really say did God really say his aim is to put doubts in the minds of God and one of the ways of putting doubts in the minds of the people of God is to try and fight against that which God has said concerning your life so that if it doesn't come to pass then be like you see the thing God told you he lied that is why when you receive a prophecy you don't go to sleep and believe that oh once this thing has been spoken by a servant of God, it means definitely it's going to come to pass. It doesn't work that way. Elijah himself prophesied about rain. This one, it wasn't like he went to a program and somebody prophesied it. He received the word from God himself and he declared it. But after giving the word, Elijah didn't go to sleep. He climbed a mountain. The Bible said he put his face between his knees and prayed seven times until he saw a cloud the size of the hand of a man. Then you knew that, ah, now the prophecy is being fulfilled. That is when I can rest. But many of you, you just go and rest on the prophecy. Paul said, with the prophecy, thou might wage a good warfare. That means when a word comes concerning your life, and when I talk about a word coming concerning your life, it's not only when a man of God has spoken. There are times that when you read the word of God, something just jumps out of you in the scriptures and you know that this one it is god saying that this portion of scripture is for you i'm talking about that one too like somebody read a portion of scripture and he jumped and declared that i cannot be poor again because he received a rhema word an inspired word while he was preaching so it's not only when a word is spoken into your life that you come I see so and say no 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 sometimes in reading the word even sometimes in listening to preaching God can speak to you personally there are things I say somebody will interpret it and take it in a way but you God will give you a different level of understanding and it is meeting you at the point of your need I pray that today as I preach God will meet some people at the point of their need I pray that as I preach today the heavens will be open upon somebody's head and somebody will have a testimony that indeed the God that we worship is alive. Give me Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Luke 3, 21. Things don't happen by chance. Things don't just happen in this life. They are prayed into being. Now this was when Jesus Christ, and I'm talking about Jesus here, God himself. He was going for baptism. He said, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass. That means everybody was going. It was like baptism as usual. Just like we can come to church and for some people it is church as usual. Oh, it is Sunday. Let me look nice. Let me put on makeup. Let me look beautiful. And let me come to church. So now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also, everybody say Jesus also. 
being baptized and what praying that means while everybody was just in the line okay put me in the water just put me in the water everybody was just in the what do you call it line jesus was praying that is why when we come for meetings god doesn't touch all of us the same that is why we all don't live with the same results some people can come and sit in the meeting to live and their life is the same how many of you even prayed into today's sermon how many of you prayed into today's meeting that god as i'm going today meet me at the point the thing is that even the opening prayer that we will pray these prayers god you will not even come and what was the result of the prayer he said being baptized and praying the heaven was open heavens don't just open the heavens didn't open because it was jesus the heavens didn't open because he was the son of god the heavens didn't open because he created the universe the heavens opened because he prayed to be open over their heads one of the things that happens when the people of God pray is that the heavens are open pastor Alpha always says the heavens over your head is different from the heavens over my head and it is true we, we are all under the heavens but the heaven under your head is different from the heaven under my head and it's different from that of the person sitting next to you what causes heaven to rent open for God to pour out blessings what causes heavens to open for God to bring down healing what causes the heavens to be open for angels to break through and bring the answers to the prayers and the wishes upon your heart is prayer it's prayer there was a time I preached in this church and I gave you a story you know sometimes when you want to see the power of God it's good to hear things from the perspective of those who have been in the kingdom of darkness before so sometimes you see things better because trust me demons could recognize Jesus faster than his own disciples they were working with him he was doing miracles all sorts of things but they were wondering he asked them who do you say I am and they were saying some say some say some say what do you say that I am you are the one that is working with him oh some say you are Elijah some say this and it was at that point that Peter received a divine revelation. He said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. He said, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. That means they were working with Jesus and they didn't know who they were dealing with. They didn't realize that it was God amongst men. But a demon saw Jesus Christ. And at once he said, son of God, have you come to torment us before our time? So sometimes when it comes to the recognition of the power of God, it's good to hear from the perspective of those who have been on the other side. One man who has now converted, he said, he wishes God would turn every believer into a witch for just one minute. And you will see the power that even the weakest believer carries. And this account was given by a man who used to be in the occult. In fact, he was sent to a church to go and cause confusion in the church. And today, anything, anybody that has been sent into this church to cause confusion, may the fire of the Holy Ghost and the spear of the Lord <laughs> locate you in the name of Jesus. Oh no, these things happen. The enemy sends things. He sends people. 
So he was sent to the church. And it started with attendances going down. It started with a bit of bitterness, offense. It's like things were getting somewhere. But the pastor was a very sensitive man of God. He realized there was something wrong in the spirit. So he declared a fast. And they started meeting and praying. So one day in the spirit, he was actually going to launch an, an attack while they were fasting and praying. So in the spirit, he was suspending over the ceiling of the church while they were praying. And it was a man of God himself who was leading the prayer. And suddenly he sensed that there was a contrary spirit in the environment. So they started doing, destroying the works of the enemy. And as they started firing the prayer in the spirit, this man said, suddenly two angels broke through from heaven and came and caught him by the two hands as he was suspended and pulled him through the roof of the church so it's like we are here suddenly somebody just appears on the altar here like that he was on the ground and as they were praying the demons that satan has put into him just started coming out just started coming out just started coming out like that this man i'm talking about right now is a serious evangelist for god now and winning souls like nobody's business guy said when Christians are praying the prayers of Christians looks like incense and it's biblical I mean when I read these stories and things I check it with scripture if there's something that doesn't correspond with scripture I don't take those stories seriously I'm telling you this story because everything in it corresponds with scripture he said the prayer is like incense and the Bible describes the prayers of the saints as incense in Revelation chapter 5 give me Revelation chapter 5 verse 8 sometimes incense the Bible refers to it as odors he said and when he had taken the bowl the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb having every one of them halves and golden vials full of odors so when we talk about odors we are talking about incense here which are the prayers of the saints so when you pray it turns like when you pray when you worship when you praise it is like incense that rises up unto God. And this scripture even tells you that the beast and the 24 elders and the angels in heaven, they use our prayers to worship God. This is what the scripture is saying. They use our prayer. So the worship we lifted up to God this morning, we added incense into that bowl. And it rose up unto God as a sweet smelling savor. We, we don't realize the power in what we are doing. They can't worship. Their worship in heaven is not complete if our prayers are not added to it. It's not complete. It's at the prayers of the same. So he said, when you are praying, it is seen like incense. But he said the incense or the smoke that is rising, there are three types. the fact that over every place and over every territory demons occupy a certain area above the place such that the place in the spirit can look like a rock and this rock is supposed to bounce the prayers the, the smoke back so it's like you are praying but nothing is happening and I believe it because Paul talks about the third heaven. Somebody say the third heavens. If we have a third heavens, logic will let you know that there must be a first heaven and a second heaven. 
and the third heaven is where God is you see in the beginning let me lay a certain foundation for you when Satan attempted to overthrow God in heaven Bible makes it clear to us that they were thrown onto the earth hallelujah and that is the reason why when God decided to create man he didn't take man to Pluto he didn't take man to Neptune he didn't take man to Mars but he brought man onto the earth there are other planets that are bigger than earth and all of that but when God created man he decided that man should come onto the earth why he brought man onto the earth to come and have dominion over it and have dominion over the principalities and powers and the evil spirits that have been thrown down and that was the dominion mandate that was given to Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden when God said you must increase and he said have dominion over the earth he said subdue it and subduing the earth meant they had to subdue hell and subdue the powers of hell that had been thrown onto the earth so that is one of the reasons why God decided that earth was the place he was going to bring man so God literally brought man onto the earth as a policeman to ensure that those bad people that he threw out of heaven will not just misbehave and have free cause to operate so he said Adam I am putting you on this earth bring these people to subjection ensure that everything under the earth is under your control so that is the mandate of man but you see a prisoner can have authority when they are able to get the policeman to also fall foul of the law when the policeman also breaks the law then the policeman loses his authority to enforce the law and so they decide that look let us enter the serpent let us cause the serpent to cause man to sin so that now we'll all be on the same level you have broken the law we broke the law we tried to rebel against god we didn't succeed so now you to rebel against what god has said so that you will lose your authority and in you losing authority we will have freedom to now operate and do whatever we want to do and so satan went and negotiated with the serpent for his body to use him the bible said of all the animals the serpent was the most cunning so he realized that no this one i don't need lion i don't need cheetah i don't need rabbit the serpent is the one that can do it i keep telling you that when satan wants to do anything in church he will look at the one whose weaknesses and characteristics can fit that which he wants to do then he comes and enters you and uses you i pray that satan will not enter you and i pray that satan will not use you for his purposes So there was a prison break that day. Say a prison break. And when they broke prison, now they had the freedom to reposition themselves in places. And one of the places they positioned themselves was in the second heaven. Say second heaven. So they strategically, when we talk about the first heavens, we are talking about the heavens as we can see now, the stars and the moons and all of those things. There is a second heaven and the third heavens is where God himself is. So they strategically, some are operating here on earth, others have strategically positioned themselves in the second heavens so that they can stand between God and what he wants to do in the lives of men on earth. So that when you pray, they can bounce back the prayer. And it was from the second heavens that the prince of Persia came in Daniel chapter 10. When Daniel was praying 
and the Bible said God released the answer he released the angel from the first day that Daniel prayed but some principality came out of the second heavens and decided that this answer is not going to reach the people I am going to wrestle you and ensure that the answers don't come but today we take authority over any authorities in the second heavens that are blocking your prayers that are blocking the answers from your prayers we, we reinforce the power of the angels in the place of prayer so they broke jail and some of them got the opportunity to position themselves in the second heaven so the rock that that man said he was seeing was actually demonic presence in the second heavens i'm trying to show you why prayer is very important and not just any kind of prayer it is effectual fervent prayer that is what can break through those rocks and get into heaven he said there were three types of insects he said the first one it will just go up hit the rock and then, in fact it won't even hit the rock as it's going up it just fizzles out like that and he said that kind of incense was coming from people who had a lot of sin in their lives don't listen to anybody who tells you when you become born again sin has no effect in your life again because the blood of jesus has wiped away every sin that you ever committed you are committing or will ever commit yes the blood of jesus has that ability but there are consequences to sin in the life of a believer somebody said in the bible that if i regard iniquity in my heart the lord will not hear me the lord will not hear me and iniquity also includes unforgiveness you are going to pray to god you are holding somebody you have not forgiven somebody see a lot of times prayer meetings people pray oh shall we pray for forgiveness of sin i think we should come to the point if we will pray for forgiveness of sin we also have to pray for the grace to forgive because in fact before you'll be forgiving your sin you must also release those who have offended you because when jesus was teaching them to pray he said forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us so there are a lot of things that can hinder our praise he said that one is like the, the incense starts rising like that and then it just fizzles out he said the second type of incense that one it hits the rock but it cannot penetrate the rock he said that is the prayer that is prayed without faith everybody say faith there are times you are praying certain prayers but you don't even believe we've all been there before but may god help us to repent oh yeah there's some healing you are praying for but deep inside your heart no 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 tell you this thing dear you want check it's been there for long that kind of prayer doesn't do anything it will not penetrate through that demonic barrier it won't but then there's a third kind of prayer see a third kind of prayer he said that one when the incense begins to rise it's like there is fire inside the incense and when it hits the rock it melts the rock and it just shoots into the heavens like that he said that is prayer that is prayed with fervency with faith it's prayed with believe that what you are doing or what you are saying is achieving results that's why james said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much i've told you the meaning of fervent the greek word for fervent is thermos which means red hot and boiling that's 
why I said that story, I believe it. So your prayer can just look like normal smoke. Or your prayer can look like fiery incense. I pray that from today you pray fiery prayers. That will break through every demonic resistance and break through every demonic rock. For you to begin to see answers. To see the hand of God move. It's a prayer that is prayed with passion. That is why you see some people and they are praying, they are on their knees. You see some people, they are praying, they have shut their eyes. You see some people, they are praying, they are clapping their hands. They are stamping their feet. Everybody has a way they exhibit their passion. Don't get angry with somebody who shouts in prayer. There were times Jesus Christ shouted in prayer. When he got to Lazarus' tomb, the Bible said, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. When things are dead and they must come to life, you don't whisper to them, you scream at them. intimidate people when they are praying you don't know what is chasing the person you don't know what dream the person had in the night if you cannot pray passionately go to some corner and allow the person to express himself in the spirit if you want to pray prayers that will just fizzle out or pray prayers that will be bounced back by demonic barriers continue but we want to pray fervent prayers we want to pray hot prayers we want to pray prayers that will break through every demonic obstacle and break through demonic barriers heaven and cause things to begin to change the effectual fervent red hot and boiling prayer of the righteous man availed much so that demonic barricade is there and it is scriptural there are a lot of things that are delaying in your life it's because of that demonic barrier but today we're going to pray some prayers you see that is why we say the heavens over your head is different from the heavens over my head some people have been able to break through the rock that is over their head and they are the ones with their open heavens the heavens are closed not because god has closed the third heavens but because some demonic forces in the second heavens have launched or, or mounted a barrier that's what a closed heaven is but today we are going to shatter through every rock we are going to break through every resistance and cause the heavens to be opened up over our heads. Prayer is very important. There was a day, Kenneth Hagin, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of him. Jesus used to walk into his room to have conversations with him. And there was a day Jesus Christ came and Jesus was giving him like serious revelations in scriptures. And it got to a time a demon entered the place. And the demon was shouting and like disturbing and sort of distracting his attention so he couldn't hear what jesus was saying and he was getting irritated it's like ah, why is this demon disturbing and jesus kept talking jesus kept talking he expected jesus to take care of the demon so out of his anger he just shouted in the name of jesus get out of here and the demon got away and he started hearing jesus again so he asked jesus ah, why is it that this guy was disturbing our conversation and you didn't do anything about it and jesus said when i was on earth that was what I was doing. That's why I said, Behold, I give unto you power. Now I have retired into a ministry of interceding for you by the right hand of the Father. The power and the authority has been given unto you. Taking care of demons and dealing with demons and principalities and powers on earth is no longer the responsibility of Jesus. It is the responsibility of children of God like you and I. The only part Jesus plays in it is that we do it in his name. 
responsibility. It is our mandate as believers. In fact, the reason why Jesus Christ had to go through the agony of suffering on the cross and dying on the cross was that he needed to be able to break into hell and go to collect the keys of death and hell from Satan. That is why in Revelation he said, I am he who died and now I am alive forevermore. And the keys of death and hell are in my hands. And he promised the disciples, he said, I shall give unto you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you shall bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you shall lose on earth is loose in heaven. So he has given those keys unto us. The day you become born again, two things happen. First, your police uniform is restored unto you. And two, the keys of the kingdom are placed in your hands. So when you walk around as a Christian, you are walking around as a policeman. With a warrant to arrest demons. With a warrant to stop the works of the enemy. A policeman is an enforcer of the law. And we enforce the power God has given to us in the place of prayer. It's in the place of prayer. God will not come and do what you are supposed to do for you. It won't happen. Genesis 1.26 He said, let us make man in our own image. And then later he said, let them have dominion. The let them alone means God voluntarily took himself out of the dominion. When it came to the creation there, he was part of it. But the dominion, he decided that I don't want to be part of it. Man should have that dominion. That is why God will not intervene. God will not interfere. John Wesley said, it is as if God does nothing except in answer to prayer. Sometimes it's not that God's hands are short. God wants to do good things in your life more than you want him to do good things. But prayer must go up first for the hand of God to move. Because he said, let them have dominion. Tell somebody you can't afford to sleep. Tell somebody else you can't afford to sleep. Hallelujah. That is our dominion mandate. We are dealing with all kinds of powers. We are dealing with all kinds of things. I had a story. A church went to open a vocational school somewhere in the north, Navrongo, to help women with, you know, handicrafts and stuff. Like that. And there was a tree in the place that was talking. Accra here, the demons are very civilized. I'm telling you, when you go outside Accra, especially in the north, the Volta region, certain places in Ghana, you will see proper witchcraft. One of the pastors who told me, he said, there's a tree somewhere in Boga. It's like, if you are holding a fowl, chicken, and you pass by the tree, the tree will snatch the fowl. The fowl will just leave your hand and enter the stem of the tree. What a tree. There are rivers that are not normal. There are trees that are normal. There are mountains that are not. That's why people worship them. Some of those evil spirits, when they were thrown out of heaven, some of them entered rivers. Some of them entered mountains. Some of them entered. So people worship them as gods. It's demons that they are worshiping. There are trees that are strategically positioned on certain roads and they are responsible for accidents on those roads. But we declare you marked with the blood of Jesus. When you pass by any of such, nothing shall by any means harm you. And the tree was talking. How can people 
sleep when a tree is talking. And three old women who were born again. They didn't know much. But they said they read in the Bible that their master Jesus Christ spoke to a tree and cursed the tree. So these three women in faith, in the power of the Holy Ghost, marched towards the tree and spoke against it and cursed it. The next day they came, the tree had died completely. Look, we are dealing with serious powers. Let me show you something in Mark 11. That tree that Jesus cares. Some people don't understand. They're like, ah. Jesus was expecting fruits from the tree. But the Bible too had clearly stated that it wasn't time for the fig tree to bear fruit. Why do you think Jesus was that angry? Me, I believe that tree wasn't an ordinary tree. That tree wasn't. Jesus cursing it had nothing. In fact, the fact that it didn't bear fruit was the least of Jesus' problems. Let's see what the Bible says. Mark 11, verse 13. He said, and seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. You think Jesus didn't know? He created the world. He decided the seasons. He knew very well that this tree would not be producing fruit. But let's look at what verse 14 says. Listen up. And Jesus answered and said unto what? The eight represents what? The tree. Jesus answered the tree. Before you answer somebody, it means the thing has spoken to you. You don't go giving answers when nobody has thrown anything at you. <laughs> I believe this one is me, my understanding. You can take it or not. That tree was not an ordinary tree. The cursing. It wasn't just because of the fact that he couldn't produce fruit. It was a strange tree. We are not told what the thing said to Jesus for him to answer it. But the Bible is saying clearly that and Jesus answered the tree. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness seated in high places. must get on their knees and start praying churches must get on their knees and start praying now there's this new move where it's like oh just gain knowledge just gain revelation and that is enough i'm telling you today that that alone is not enough revelation is not enough gaining information alone is not enough let's not import this thing that is becoming a canker in the north american and european churches into africa the things you are dealing here in africa are completely different from what they are dealing with there one korean missionary went to a church in america he said he said he's surprised at what the church in north america can do without prayer you can't come to africa and do the same without prayer it is impossible yes we believe in new creation realities but let's not overstretch things Paul himself told the people he said we were going to come to you but Satan resisted us does that sound like a new creation person how can a whole Paul 
be resisted by Satan. And that is what he does. He resists people. He will resist you from coming to church. He will resist you from coming for prayer meeting. He will resist you from joining any subgroup. He will resist you from doing the work of God. Doing the work of ministry. He said, but Satan resisted us. Paul said, I fought the wild beast of Ephesus. He wasn't talking about a physical beast. He wasn't talking about an animal. Paul was too small a man to go and stand in front. In fact, physically, four feet tall man. To go and stand in front of a wild beast and fight him. No, he was talking about the spiritual battle. And he talked about the fact that it was in Ephesus. And it was in a letter to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 that he himself said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So that fighting of the beast of Ephesus could not have been a flesh and blood fight. He was talking about evil forces, evil powers. When we pray, we, we invoke the presence of God. Let me read Acts chapter 4. Persecution has started. Peter and John were arrested. They questioned them and they spoke boldly and the people began to fear. So they released them with a warning. When they left that courtroom, they didn't go and say, oh, let me go and relax. They walked straight into a prayer meeting. Acts chapter 4. And the Bible said, on that day, as they prayed, the building began to shake. The manifest presence of God. May you experience the manifest presence of God in your life through prayer. Look at all these weird things they are trying to smuggle into this country. They say comprehensive sexuality education. And you read certain portions of it and you realize that this is a demonic agenda. one portion of it they said the parent has no right to interfere in the child's sexuality and children can engage in sexual activity as part of the children's rights without interference from their parents no we will not sit down for such things to come to this country it, it will not happen it will not happen they are trying to confuse their children because trust me homosexuality and lesbianism they are a problem of the mind I'm telling you the Bible says, and God gave them up to depraved minds such that they substituted natural affections and were burning with passion one for another, man for man, woman for... It is a mind problem. Satan just comes and twists your mind a little. It's a mind thing. You see, you can sit here and feel like ah, how can another woman touch a woman and it will feel nice. But you can orient yourself and make it feel nice. It's in the head. You can decide to make it feel nice. It's all in the head. Those people who practice those things, we don't hate them. We hate what they do. We don't hate them. We love them, but we hate what they do. And they must accept the fact that it is a problem and they need help. Satan is trying to sneak all sorts of things. Now, there's even when children are watching cartoons, you have to open your eyes. Because some of the characters in the cartoons, they are gay characters. A young boy and he has a boyfriend. 
a young girl and she has a girlfriend so the children watch these things and they are growing and feeling like these are normal parts of life so if you see somebody who says he is a man but he likes another man because you've seen a cartoon character who was a good person it's like oh then this is normal it is an orientation of the mind but we resist all these strongholds in the name of jesus christ on earth the bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations these are imaginations that satan is trying to sneak into the system but by the weapons we have that are not carnal we lift up a standard against these things in the name of jesus they are not carnal when, when the bible says our weapons are not carnal it's talking about the fact that our weapons are not ordinary the weapons we have are not carnal. this thing called prayer is a very powerful force in physical warfare they have something they call an intercontinental ballistic missile it's one of the most powerful things in fact when it was discovered a lot of noise was made about it because now you can stand in your country and aim a missile in another person's country on another continent that's a very powerful thing and that missile can carry nuclear weapons it can carry anything it's like a carrier you launch it and it goes and explodes chemical weapons whatever so you don't actually need to go into the camp of the enemy to fight intercontinental ballistic missile but you see they said the limit to which these things can fly is 5,000 miles the earth circumference is 24,000 miles that means it can't even go anywhere but i came to announce it to you that we we have a superior weapon that cannot be limited in space cannot be limited in time cannot be limited in distance and this powerful weapon is called the weapon of prayer i can stand here and fire a missile and it will go to the north pole i can stand here and fire a missile in prayer and it will go to australia can stand here and fire a missile in prayer in fact our prayers are not even limited by the earth because our prayers can travel far enough break through the first heavens break through the second heavens and enter the third heavens and go into the presence of god that's the weapon that we carry that is the weapon we carry there is no limitation of distance in prayer there is no limitation of time you can even stand here right now and in the spirit which weapon can go into the past you cannot in prayer you can undo certain things that have been done in the past and you can do certain things and, and cause certain things to happen in the future even before they happen and you can also in prayer cause certain things to happen in the now the weapons of our warfare are not canal we carry such a powerful thing yet we use it so little but today the aim is to stir you up into the place of prayer ours can cross the heavenly barriers and enter heaven one of my favorite scriptures revelation 8 let's start from verse 1 revelation 8 he said and when he had opened the seventh seal there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour heaven is never quiet the only time there was silence in heaven it was only for 30 minutes if you don't like noise then decide that you will not go to heaven hallelujah 
This is the only time that was like 30 minutes. It's like heaven can't stand too much. That's why God likes to shout and things like that. There's a lot of noise in heaven. Next verse. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God. And to them were given seven trumpets. Next. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. A censer is that thing that they used to to distribute the incense. I've told you that in our time now, the incense is prayer. That's why we don't need to burn incense in church. You can burn it, but make sure you are burning the proper incense, which is the prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you burn this one and you are not burning, that one will not, this one will not sack demons. Recently, I read a news item. Some notorious boy went to put weed inside the censer. So in the church, they were doing the thing. The father realized, Charlie, he is high. Like, it's as if it's floating. Everybody was, you know, in another realm. <laughs> that Charlie, today God has visited us. You know, one of the effects of marijuana is that you can have visual hallucinations. That means you see things that are not there. They thought their eyes had been opening to the spirit. Oh, today we are seeing things, not knowing it was weak. <laughs> Ten-year-old notorious boy. Just when they open the thing and put inside, and they shake the thing on everybody. You like it or not, you smoke weed today. The golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense. And we know what the incense is. That he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. That means there's a golden altar that is in front of God. Alright? And once they are talking about incense there, it means this prayer, it has broken through the first heavens, broken through the second heavens, entered the third heavens and gone into the throne room of God, the very presence of God. He said, and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And look at the verse 5. And the angel took the censer and filled with it with fire of the altar. The altar that is in front of God's throne. Now the angel takes the fire from God's altar. Added it to the censer. That means where the incense is coming from. That means the angel takes fire from God's altar and adds it to the prayer that has broken through into heaven. And this is what happens. And the angel does what? Cast it onto the earth. So our prayer is not limited by 5,000 miles. Breaks through the first heavens, breaks through the second heavens, enters the third heavens, fire is added to the prayer and it is thrown back onto the earth. That means if the prayer has to go to Waliwali, the angel takes the thing, adds fire to it, looks at the map of the world and directs it at Waliwali. If it is somebody who is supposed to be a destiny helper who has forgotten, God will place fire on his neck and he will take a phone and call you and say, ah, why do I feel like calling you? Come and see me. Sign a check. 20,000 Ghana cities. Oh, you, you don't believe I'm prophesying prophesy that into somebody's life in the name of Jesus. That your prayers will break into heaven and a destiny helper who is asleep shall be awakened. Cast into the earth. And then what happens? And there were voices. 
anywhere there is a gathering against your destiny anywhere there is a gathering that is plotting against you at your workplace in your house amongst your friends amongst your enemies today as we lift up prayer and the angels add fire to the prayer and throw it back onto the earth let the place of the conspiracy begin to thunder with the voice of god in the name of jesus when you hear the real voice of god you will shake the bible says his voice is like the voice of many waters it's like a, a, a waterfall if you've ever been to a waterfall before the, the power the roaring power made the, made the enemies hear that roaring voice of god while they plot while they dream while they, they envision your envisage your downfall and your your progress being curtailed may the voice of god begin to speak in the name of jesus said so there were voices and thundering somebody say thunder say thunder hey thunder you can say that say thunder that means that prayer can be turned into thunder and today in the name of jesus anywhere there are gatherings in the realm of the spirit anywhere there are gatherings in the physical anywhere there are gatherings plotting against your progress plotting your downfall plotting your stagnation in life in the name of jesus we speak the thunderings of god we command there to be thunderings we command the thunder of god to begin to sound in the ears in the minds in the spirits of those that are plotting wickedness against you the bible says my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn he said my head shall be anointed with fresh oil my eyes shall see my desire over the enemy and my ears shall hear my desire over them that plot wickedness against me anybody plotting wickedness against you let the voice of god thunder let the voice of god resound let the thunderings of god begin to cause a shaking if you believe that is your person shout yes thunderings and lightnings ever seen anybody struck by lightning before when you are running and lightning strikes you suddenly you halt and you fall to the ground anybody on assignment against your family anybody any spirit on assignment against your household any spirit on assignment against your progress in life any spirit on assignment against your ministry any spirit on assignment against this church today we invoke the lightnings of heaven we invoke the striking of the lightnings of heaven and let the lightning stop them in their tracks if you believe it shout yes lightnings and i like the last one he said and an earthquake that means a shaking somebody say a shaking today in the name of jesus we invoke a shaking we induce a shaking we induce an earthquake in hell we we induce an earthquake over the second heavens over this land of kolibu we invoke an earthquake the second heavens over your head in the name of jesus any barricade that the enemy has mounted any blockade that the enemy has mounted any barriers that the enemy has mounted and decided that you shall not cross these barriers today in the name of jesus we speak an earthquake we speak a shaking we speak a scattering we speak confusion into the camp of the enemy 
in the name of Jesus I declare unto you today as a servant of God according to the word of God that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise up against you you shall be condemned anywhere that the devil is reigning in your life anywhere that the devil is reigning in your family anywhere that the devil is reigning in your ministry today there is an earthquake today there is a dethronement today there is a good guitar today there is a taking over because we cannot in our own name but in the name of the lord of hosts the name that when mentioned every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord the name of the lord is a mighty fortress the righteous they run into it and they are saved the bible says ah the eyes of the lord move to and fro he is searching for somebody to show himself strong on the person's behalf and today the lord is electing somebody and the lord is going to show himself stronger demonic activity is over demonic oppression is over demonic power is over in the name of jesus because today we confront the ways of the enemy with the superior weapon of prayer the superior weapon of the name of jesus our intercontinental ballistic missile a missile that carries power a missile that carries dunamis a missile that carries exousia a missile that can cause a shift a missile that can cause a change a missile that can cause paradigms to change a missile that can cause barriers to be broken barricades to be broken obstacles to be broken and today i see you mounting above every obstacle above every wall david said i know that by my god i shall run through the troops and i shall leap over the wall any wall that is in front of you today receive the wings of an eagle young men shall utterly fall but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not grow weary they shall walk and shall not faint can i have some intercessors here the heavens must be open today the barriers must be broken today we must break through that rock with a red heart
the Bible calls it the God of this world. That means Satan is in control of certain territories. He's in control of certain domains. When Satan went to meet Jesus in the wilderness, he said, look at the world and its glories and its powers. It has been given unto me and I can give it unto whom I please. Satan was not lying because in the garden of Eden, Adam and Eve considered the dominion mandate that God gave unto them and gave it unto Satan. So he had the right to say, it has been given unto me. But thank God that Jesus Christ went unto the cross. Jesus. Thank God that Jesus Christ did not stay in the But he went into hell. And again, the devil in an open combat. And the Bible said, Jesus Christ, Lift up your right hand. Some of you, some situations will change in your house today. Jesus. Because the second heavens are being opened. Amen. Jesus. In fact, God is issuing an arrest warrant into the second heaven. Amen. Any prince of Persia that has been blocking the prayers. Today, by our prayers, as our prayers have lifted up unto God as incense, and as the angels of God have
the financial losses that okay, all the evil things that happened in Job's life came to an end. When, in spite of what he himself was going through, he could master enough faith to pray for his friends. And the Bible said, also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Today we are going to pray. Jesus. We are going to pray for this land. Amen. We are taking authority over the, 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 the territories in the heavens. In the name of Jesus. We are wrestling authority in the realm of the spirit from the hands of demons. We are wrestling authority in the realm of the spirit from the hands of witches, from the hands of warlocks, from the hands of fetish priests, from the hands of traditionalists. And we are declaring that Jesus is Lord over this land. Amen. This prayer, it may not be about you, but even as you are praying for the land, may the Lord pay your capital. Jesus. May the Lord water your life. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord give you double for every captivity, for every loss that is in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes when demons are reigning over lands, Christianity cannot flourish. Certain people cannot give their lives to Christ. People don't go to church. People don't pray. But today, we are going to arrest the second heavens. In the name of Jesus. We are going to release the angels of the Lord into the second heavens. In the name of Jesus. To wrestle against the principalities. To wrestle against the power. Today, we are punching holes into every rock that is upon the heavens over this land. Jesus. We are declaring that God is releasing angels of angels of deliverance. Angels of healing. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Today, by the power of prayer, by the power of prayer, by the power in the name of Jesus, by the power of the cross, today we take authority in the realm of the spirit. We declare this land. Free, free of demonic, of demonic activity, activity in the name in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. We are witches, witches. We are we are wizards, wizards. We are we are divinest, divinest. We are we are occultists, we are we are principalities, we are powers, we are we are sorcerers of darkness in the name. Of Jesus, we call down fire from the throne of God into the second heaven in the name of Jesus. Today, let there be lightning, let there be thunder, let the voice of God begin to roar, let there be a shaking, let there be a moving in the realm of the spirit. Oh, my God. 
principalities, let powers be bound, be bound, be bound, be bound, be bound, in the name, every barrier, mountain, mountain, in the heavens, in the heavens, today, today, by fire, by fire, by fire, by fire, by thunder, by thunder, by lightning, by the voice of God, pray, 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 lift up your voice, Center. Stay blessed. Overflow. Oh,